Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you because we get to watch and recap the national championship with you live. We get to watch the national championship and react. We get to talk about spring football, the alumni game. There is so much fun stuff to talk about today. Let's get straight to it. But first, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod, where you'll find lots of fun and interactive content, and where you'll find lots of fun stuff to share with your friends to help grow this wonderful community that we have created here on the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We love you guys. Let's get to it. Let's boo! Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this bula. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go wild, Welcome in, listeners, to another episode of a podcast that is the best. <laughs> the best. Number one. Yes. In our hearts and yours, maybe, hopefully. Definitely in ours. Uh. Yeah. That's all we can speak for. Um, this episode is going to be a fun one, I think. It is. It is rather divertious. Divertious. Oh, divertious. <laughs> uh, here we are on Monday evening. We're observing... Family home evening. Yes. By yes. watching this g- game between, um, I'm going to out myself here. UConn is a four seed, is that right? Yep. Yes. San Diego mm-hmm. State five seed. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you okay. go, Dan. Very good. Very good. He Woo. know ball. He know I ball. Remember, he know ball. I remembered. He's a prospect. Yeah, we're here at the championship virtually, of course. Um, we're going to be watching this game and breaking it down for you guys. And then we're going to wrap up the episode with some various football, mm. including proper Football, mm-hmm. the poopa, and of course, real American football. Mm-hmm. Yes, not Number as one. in real Salt Lake, but real American football. Because real is not real Salt Lake is not real. I think we're gonna have to change that to fake Salt Lake. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that later. later. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I, I won't argue with you there. Um, yeah, and also some virtual football. Look out for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, see, oh. See what we're uh-huh. see what we're hinting at. There. Oh, but yeah, get ready for a fun episode and. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start things off. We're about to watch the national championship game, like Dan said. So let's recap how we got here, right? Um, because those were some games. They they were games. They were played. Yep. Uh, in Houston, the first games actually in Houston in a Final Four since the Chris Jenkins shot for Villanova, the buzzer mm, beater for the championship. That was like ten years ago ish, maybe a little less. Yeah, nine or ten years ago. Was it really? 14, 13? Was that oh, high school? Goodness. I think it was... I, I remember being in high school. I don't know. We're old. Holy yeah. Mid-2010s, I'll say. <laughs> yes. Uh, somewhere in there. Anyway, first game back, San Diego State versus FAU. Disgusting. FAU led by 14 with like 10 minutes left. And then mm-hmm. San Diego State just somehow makes it back into the game. Hits the shot of a lifetime for some guy who didn't even look like he knew how much time was left until he let go of the ball and was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yep. This is going to be a buzzer beater. Yeah. Literally looked like he was going to dribble out the clock. It, it looked like FAU had it in the bag. 
SDSU stayed within it the whole game, but FAU was just slightly pulling away, slightly pulling away, slightly pulling away. But then, for whatever reason, they just decided they were going to lay a freaking egg. It was so sad to see. I think America wanted FAU to win. Would have been a lot of fun if FAU was in the national championship game. Oh, yeah. And it just broke my heart that San Diego State made that buzzer beater. Of, of all teams, San Diego State. We hate San Diego State. Uh, I hope San Diego State um, burns in Aztec hell. <laughs> okay. Strong words. I'll say the only time I've ever rooted for San Diego State is when they were playing Alabama earlier. Mm, and uh, okay. San Diego State won. And the villains, literally, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but the murder suspects. <laughs> right. An accessory to murder. They were taken mm-hmm. out. So that was good on San Diego State, but then we didn't want to see them. And so seeing them hit that shot over our darling FAU, mm. it, was, it was pretty hard. Pretty hard to take. Sad to see. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. The other game was, I don't know, I feel like it's a little more nuanced in that okay. neither, mm-hmm. neither teams are very likable by us. Yeah, I think that's fair to, that say? Fair to say. Yeah, yeah. We got Miami, Poverty Institution. ACC Powerhouse, Poverty <laughs> Institution. They're versus back. Versus UConn, which is just I don't UConn. Think, I don't think I don't we know. dislike UConn more than the fact that UConn just isn't a fun team. Just like UConn's good, like eh, whatever, like it, like it doesn't evoke any emotion, you know. And I yeah. and I think part of that is because they've been winning all of their games in blowouts, right? Yeah. If they had right. won a bunch of close games, then it might be a different story. But I feel like because they just beat everybody by fourteen or fifteen or twenty-eight, Gonzaga, then I think Ooh. that kind of makes us be like, eh, you're not very fun to watch. Like, you know, let's see somebody else. Plus, they've been to the final four, what, four times? This is their fifth time since 1999? Yes. Yeah. They've been to the national championship in all four of their previous attempts and won the national championship in all four of their previous appearances. So, Which is impressive. That's wild. It's impressive. It's just, it's just not fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's no intrigue. No. And, well, I, UConn is very interesting because people have been talking about them. I, we didn't have this in the script, but I'm going to open it up to you guys. Oh, okay. boy. UConn as a blue blood. Where do we stand? I will make my point first and then let you guys take it as we're about to get tip off. I don't think so. I think it's hard to argue with five national titles in the last 25 years. But they either win the title or they stink, right? I I feel like there's not a lot of time where it's like UConn is consistently a high seed. They're consistently the best in the country. It's just like, okay, they're really good and they're going to win it or they suck. But I I call them a purple blood. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's pretty close to where I stand. I think, I mean, their brand is definitely not as big as most of the concrete blue buds we have. It's in freaking Connecticut. Yeah, yep. it's in <laughs> Connecticut. Um, I also just thought of the whole NBA draft pick situation mm. with blue bloods and how you know it's better for blue bloods if they have a lot of players getting lottery picked and you know starring in the league. I don't see that as much from UConn. Right. So that probably goes against them a little bit, but maybe I mean, this game will, Walker, will change that, right? Okay. Yeah, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker had a good career, but he's the only one. I can it's name kind of though. an anomaly, I feel like for yeah. UConn. Yeah, like I can't name a bunch of UConn players that are playing in the NBA. There probably are. Yeah, They're probably <laughs> even like role players out there. Yeah, definitely more than one. <laughs> but it's not like a Duke or Carolina or someone like that, or yeah, like BYU Kentucky, producing like Gideon BYU, George, right? Yeah. Prospect yeah. Zach Celius. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Colby Lee. Mm-hmm. Of course, Idaho State. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Oh, All right. Uh, <laughs> anything else on this before we watch the Natty? Uh, let us not. We've talked a lot about UConn. Let us not forget to mention that Miami freaking sucked. Couldn't make oh a layup the gosh. entire game. Yeah, Miami true. literally played the worst game it possibly could. 
scoring what only was it like 28 points in the first half 24 24 points in the first half so Miami bad. just a poverty abysmal institution they're back they're back they're they, back to they their beat. old ways <laughs> just like Texas all right and we have our first five points of the game scored we are already a minute over on our podcast recording so Fun, uh, there was a fun nugget in case oh, you guys missed San nugget. Diego State is the first team in history to win both the Elite Eight and Final Four game by one point. Wow! Okay. Clap it up for them. I also saw one more nugget. San Diego State is the first Mountain West team to make the championship game. Oh! Wow! Represent! Thank you, what, San Diego State. What was UNLV service. in when they went to the national championship? That's actually a good point. I don't know. Because they went undefeated. Too. Yeah, like what they, conference was... With, they're probably in the whack with us, right? Oh, probably. Because the Mountain West yeah. didn't really exist before 1990, I think. Way back when. Uh, this is football. Oh! Thank you, Google. Google's like, excuse me, UNLV has never gone to the national championship. <laughs> they were in the Big West. What? The Big West. Oh, so it appears. Mountain is definitely bigger than big, and so I think it's harder to win in the Mountain West. How mountainous is the big, or how big is the mountain? It's a good question. Mm. How west are the mountains? Are we awesome. making mountains mm. out of molehills? <laughs> good analysis that we're doing here. <laughs> I think it's time, <laughs> it's yeah. time to watch some basketball. We're getting distracted by the Let's game. Go. We'll be back after this. Two hours later. And we're back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're very happy to be back, though. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with... Can't get those two hours back. Nope. <laughs> Certainly not. But you know, it's good to spend it with both of you guys, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. It was fun to be with you guys. Sports happened. Yeah. It was which fun is to generally see positive. sports ball. True. Yep. Better um, than COVID. Yeah. I think we'll all agree, right? We'd rather have this than COVID. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Probably. we can also all agree that this has got to be a top five most boring national championship game of all time. Yeah, certainly in our long historic lifetimes. Yes. This is near the bottom of the list. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. A comparable championship games. TCU, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Alabama, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alabama, Clemson. That one year. Yeah. Um, oh, Alabama, Ohio State that one year. <laughs> Just anything with Alabama involved in it. <laughs> Lots of Alabama going on. <laughs> uh, let's see. What about some other terrible basketball national championships? Mm. Normally they're pretty good. I feel like they've been really good. Yeah. They've been really good lately. I think, like, yeah. Last year, been Kansas exciting. was up by 20 and then lost. So that was mm. crazy. Um, oh, the Baylor-Gonzaga National Championship. That was yeah, bad. That was bad. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. It just wasn't fun. San Diego State never really felt like they were in it other than the first two minutes of the game. Then they and didn't score for like 15 minutes straight. Yeah. They did make like that cold. little 9-0 run. That was <laughs> yeah, exciting. That's true. They cut, cut it to, I think, six at one point. Yeah. I think was the closest it got, but then it went the other way again. It was kind of like, imagine you're getting like a really fancy meal, right? At one of those okay. restaurants that serves you like tofu with like a piece of lettuce as a meal. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. like little Very like fancy. tiny baby things. And then like <laughs> in between courses, they randomly give you like two onion rings. Oh, and you're shoot. like, are we on the up and up here? <laughs> and then right after that, they come out and it's literally just a single bay leaf. With a single <laughs> piece of cheese d- with yeah. a dollop of some random fruit you've never heard before jelly. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then, like, some 
olive oil just like dripped around the outside yeah, in a the spiral. Plate, yeah. There's like some weird seafood item as well. <laughs> exactly. Like half a scallop yeah. or Oyster. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So all all in all, bad. Yeah. Although I will say if one team was going to win in this kind of a fashion, I would rather it be UConn than San Diego State. Yeah. Cuz I don't want to I don't want anything good to happen to San Diego State usually, right? I think we can um, all agree. Yes, That's I fair. agree. They do not have the best history with our BYU Cougars. Yes. The one good thing to come out of tonight is that in our random draw, I drew UConn, mm. which means I get the apparel. So I'm happy about yes. that. Yep. Other than that, you know, we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So, it was... I just have a question. You can give yes. your last thoughts, and I kind of want to switch it up just a teeny bit, maybe a bit of a well, Let's segue. go for it. So this tournament... I feel like it started off really well. Definitely. Because there were a lot of upsets in the first two rounds, and then the upsets keep coming until, you know, we had a crazy Final Four. But did that make the Final Four less entertaining for you guys or more? Uh, In my humble opinion, I don't think it had any effect on the Final Four. I think it, for me personally, I don't care whether it's Purdue, Kentucky, and Alabama – and UConn in the Final Four, or if it's FAU, San Diego State, Miami, and you, right, like okay. if they're good games, they're good games regardless. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it matters. Care about the, the brand? Yeah. No, brand value doesn't matter. Okay. The Final Four was great. The national championship was bad. Yeah. yeah. The Final Four, like the San Diego State FAU game, was a lot of fun. Uh, that if That's that true. would have been the national championship game, we'd be looking at this completely differently. Yeah. The UConn Miami game also, like we said in the beginning, UConn's just not fun. No, they just win games by 10-plus points, and it's just like... It's like Georgia in football. It's like, eh. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. They never look, like, super amazing or, like, outstanding to watch, but they do. They just win easily mm-hmm. somehow, so... We, we do have to mention the refs. Yeah, the Complete refs. ref show in the second half. Yeah. Uh-huh. Made their presence known, The first, sure. like, five minutes of the, first, of the second half, the refs decided that they really wanted to insert themselves into the game. Yep. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game was maybe a little bit more exciting than the women's national championship. I guess mm. we should talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. At least the women's national championship had drama, you know? With the, True. With the whole, like, you can't <laughs> see me celebration going Certainly on. Certainly like, had drama. Like, li- like, Caitlin Clark getting followed for, like, 45 seconds yeah. around the court. <laughs> that was... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of all over the sports world right now, that whole controversy. Yeah. Yeah. My two cents, it's probably a little overblown. <laughs> like, a little bit. I don't think we have to be making a huge deal out of it. Nope. I, I also don't think they were equivalent actions. You know, I think one was a little more personal than the other. But yeah. Yes. It's. I mean, it's not like this horrible thing. It's so. sports. It's fine. Trash talk is trash talk. Yeah. It's, it'll happen. My one question is... Mm-hmm. Does men's basketball need more coaches that wear suits equivalent to the suits of the LSU women's basketball coach? Yeah, they need, like, Bird of Paradise suits. Bird of Paradise, sequin. Yeah. Yes. Colorful. We need Randy Bennett in a sequined dress (laughs) coming out there. In a dress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, switch it up. Could you imagine, like, Mark Pope coming out in, like, this total, like, flashy, colorful suit? (laughs) No, I can't. Uh, I was, <laughs> no, no, no. The flashy suit yeah. goes put on a missionary tag. I think a, yeah. I think a polo is honestly a little flashy for Mark Pope. That's yeah, true. That's true. That's Anything true. below. <laughs> Anything without a tie. Yeah. yeah. 
anything else about basketball? We do have to give a shout out to Halls Lewis, mm-hmm. who won okay. the Royal Strong and True Bracket Group Challenge. Oliver, if you're listening so, to this, congrats. The most wonderful thing about this is that she won with just 55 points, mm, which wow. means our entire bracket group just sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, what's it's, what's the max? It's a tough year. Is it like it's like it's a hundred and something? Yeah, yeah hundred and eighty like something. Yeah, or something. Yeah, a Holly or Halls Lewis beat out Jared by one point. Oh hey, okay. just one point. Look at you so, go, Jared. Shout out to you, Halls Lewis, if you're listening to us. DM us on Instagram, or we'll find you and we'll DM you. Do you want your face plastered on our next thumbnail oh, in victory? <laughs> I forgot that. Was I the forgot prize. about that. That was the prize. You can have your face. Plastered on our thumbnail if you so desire. If not, please reach out and tell us so. Uh, yeah. I have another question. How did our bracket fare? Our podcast oh, yeah. bracket that we did on the air for the listeners. We came in at in seventh place, uh, tied with Daniel Bradford. Okay, hey. at forty-five points. Okay, right. not of, too far 15, off. Fifteen, you know, pretty middle of the middle of the pack. Yeah. The second to last, second and third to last, we have Jacob Call. Okay. Okay. And Jenny Cole. Nice. And then after that, Kevin Cole. Kevin And then after that, another Jacob Cole. Nice. Wow. So, yeah. the Cole fam represent. The Cole fam didn't do great. Um, (laughs) Coda got third place, though. So Uh, That's also Kinley. Okay. Okay. Kinley and Coda got third place. Kinley plus Coda. Okay. Yep. Respect. Shout out. All right. Uh, Let's put a bow on basketball season, shall we? And not talk about it for another eight months. Yeah. Yep. Basketball season is officially over until college football, until the na- the college football national championship ends. Yes, exactly. Unless there's two SEC teams in the championship game, thereby after the semifinals, thereby basketball after will start. the what what what's like the All Star game that happens after like the recent like the Reese's All American Bowl, not not this is the Senior Bowl, but there's like something else. That happens right before. Like the East West. The East West Bowl. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) After the the Army Navy game. Who knows? Yeah. Before bowl season? Before the Division Three National Championship ends. Uh long story short, this is our last time talking about basketball season. What are your final thoughts on basketball season? Hmm. This was not my favorite season. No. I'll say that. BYU was bad. Very yeah. bad. Um, I guess besides that, it wasn't horrible. I guess, but most of my investment is with the BYU team. Um, the national championship game itself, which is, you know, maybe my second highest source oh. of basketball joy. It jumped from bad. seventeen seconds to final. Oh, they jumped the gun a little bit. March Madness, though, the first, probably the first two weekends, the first two, you know, I guess the first four rounds. I don't mm-hmm. know how to say that. It's always good no matter what. So yes. yeah. that that was good this year as well. So yeah, it was that part was fun. I felt like this was just not a fun season. Like Yeah. I mean, anybody could have won it, which was fun, but I don't know. Like I just felt very emotionally detached from college basketball this mm. season. Had to do with apathy from BYU sucking so bad. Definitely. Had to do with apathy from the fact that I don't know, that the refs are just like so abysmal in college basketball, but it's part of the quirky, fun, beautiful nature of college basketball. So I don't know. This is just a weird year for me, and UConn yeah. winning it just like puts the bow on the weirdness for me. Yeah, like that, that is kind of weird. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's like 
not good at all. Yeah, it's it, it is. Yeah, it's underwhelming a little. Under, that's yeah, a good way to put it. It's fine. Yeah, that's that's good. Yep. Um. So the fans stormed the court on their home court in yeah. Connecticut in where they're watching it. Uh. First of all, <laughs> if you're living in Connecticut, why? <laughs> okay. Uh. I've never been to Connecticut. Maybe it's cool. Yeah. Maybe it is cool. I think I drove through there or something. I don't know. Okay. I hear there's lots of trees. Yeah. There's lots of trees. There's not very good soil, which is why mm. they did more agriculture down south. I know mm. that. Okay. Good if you're an oxygen lover. Bad if you're a crop lover. Exactly. Okay. Well, there's your uh, geography lesson. <laughs> that, that's enough basketball. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yep. All right. Let's put a on it. We, the, the, we will all now vow, raise our arms, and we swear... To never talk college basketball again. Yep. Amen. Until January. Unless Mark Pope gets fired. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless there's some random BYU news, then we'll like do a two-minute segment on it, maybe. Yes. But we'll put a timer on it. Absolute yeah. minimum. All right, let's move on. It is now football season. Woo! Clap Woo! it up, everyone. Football is back. Go! It's April, and it's football time. Yeah! Let's go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have three football leagues to cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the XFL. Yep. Let's run through it real quick. Can Week we not seven. Do the XFL actually. <laughs> Justin, why would why is that? Why is, is this a regular thing? <laughs> the Brahmas suck. <laughs> San Antonio Brahmas are the literal dirt duty poo poo of the league. Lost to the Vipers. They suck. Ouch. I'm sorry. So yeah. Um, XFL broke my heart again this week. Uh, the Brahmas, you suck. Oh, what about that April Fool's post? Oh, <laughs> St. Louis? St. Louis, they posted that they're going to leave St. Louis again. And go to Los Angeles. Just like the Rams did. <laughs> Brutal. That was a good Brutal. one. That was, that was a good yeah. one. Um, sea Dragons, my Sea Dragons, and Ben DiGucci, they're making a push. Gucci. We've won like six in a row now. It's five in a row. Yeah. Five in a row. Five in a row. We're making that. a push. We're making a push for the postseason. We're now in the top two in our division, which means we'll qualify for playoffs if we can hold the spot. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the defenders, unfortunately, took their very first loss of the whole entire season. Wow. Dropping them to 6-1. and one. Um, Are they still top of the league? They are still top yep. of the league, yes, at 6-1. <laughs> Good stuff. That was a wild game. Me and Justin actually watched that in between Final Four games. Yeah. That okay. was crazy. The best part is they lost to literally the worst team in the entire yeah. league, the Orlando Guardians, the Guardians, who at that point were 0-6 and had not even got within 14 points of winning the game. <laughs> so 0-6 beat 6-0? Yep. Yes. All right. This league! This league! That's some parody for Anybody me. can be anybody on any given day. That is a great league model. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving ahead. Uh, Justin, UTFL, give us an update, because last time we heard from you, you had no field to play on. So where are we at now? Oh, we no. still had no field to play on, so last week did not get played, which was very unfortunate. Ouch. This week we have a league-wide bye for Easter, okay. so understandable. Next week we are not sure if the elementary school will let us play on the field, but we do have a backup field already reserved. Let's there go. So next oh. week is happening. Let's go. April 15th, we take on the Kings. It is Kings pre-hate week. All right. Like pre-workout, but just pre-hate. Yes. We we're, we're starting the pre-hate. Okay, cool. Now let's talk BYU football. We had some stuff happen on Friday. We had an alumni game and we had a spring scrimmage. Yes. What did you guys catch and what did you think? Um, I caught Max Hall having an unfortunate. Was it an Achilles? Do you know what happened? Yeah, Achilles (laughs) pops. Achilles rupture. Yeah, that was sad for him. But 
Rest in peace, Max Hall. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I didn't catch much else, to be honest. So I'm going to need you guys to fill me in. Sounds good. I caught most of the alumni game. Unfortunately, the screen the spring scrimmage was played at 3 p.m. while I was at work, which is absolutely <laughs> atrocious, if you ask me. So, Jared, you having been able to watch the spring game, would you please report? Yes, I have a load of notes. Oh, oh so everybody buckle up, okay? Get your pencils out. Now, obviously, the spring scrimmage is probably the number one source if you want to extrapolate that to predictions for next season, right? Yes. Whatever happens in the spring game is 100% going to correlate with what happens in the fall. Unless you're BYU and you literally do not run any of your real plays during the spring scrimmage. Or any of your real plays. Or, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, here are my notes. Okay, Okay. so everybody buckle up. Got it. It's time for spring 101. I think the the first thing was the defense. We're all worried about the defense, right? How it's going to look with Jay Hill. Yes. It is aggressive. A lot of man coverage. You hardly saw any zone. Aggressive. Yes. A-G-G-R-E-S-A. And that means not so much dropping eight. Very much so. Yes. Very good. Um, way better tackling. I think I saw better tackling with the ones and twos like during the spring scrimmage than we saw from the entire team the last year. I've heard that there was really mm. good tackling. Even good open field tackling from... Don't say yeah, it. I'll get to that. Are you going to say You're going to get to it? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh. He's going to get to <laughs> okay. it. I'll, I'll get to it. No worries. Get to it. Do not worry. A right. known villain of the Royal Shock yes. 2 podcast. Yes. <laughs> Two known villains. Um, bring the. We brought four on basically every snap. There were stunts, everyone. Stunts? What? Yep. The defense going outside. DN's going inside. No. What? Yes, D-line stunts out the wazoo. That's too advanced uh, for us. The defense <laughs> did not allow scores on all four drives to start the game with both ones and twos. Okay. The one and twos offense only scored one field goal the entire scrimmage, mm. and that was probably out of like six to eight possessions of ones and twos. Wow. The defense ate the offense's breakfast. But we did score a field goal. But we did score a field goal, which is interesting because mm. we had notable uh, uh, struggles yes. with kicking. You have to make a field goal to score a field goal. That's true. Which we did. Good analysis, Dan. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. <laughs> um, the offense only really moved the ball with the third and scout teams, which... Hashtag Jake Ratzloff for life. Yes. Yeah, uh, Jay Hill was quick to say afterwards, you haven't seen anything yet. You didn't mm. see any of our aggressive... Like, they asked him about aggressiveness and chaos, and he was like, we didn't even get to that yet. Oh, boy. And it still looked more aggressive, so... Gotta love it. That I'm excites me. Very excited about that. Second thing was Slovis, right? I think we're all excited to see Slovis. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. His Could spirals... Are they crisp? Chef's kiss. Very crisp. Crisp okay. spiral. Very beautiful. Um, yeah, my notes literally say he throws a fetching spiral. Okay. Um, he yeah. did... He looked a little bit out of sync, not gonna lie. Okay. He was getting pushed out of the pocket a lot. There were a couple of near sacks. They weren't allowed to even touch Slovis. They were going to thud and tackling on other guys, but Slovis didn't get touched. Anyway, uh, he tried to throw a comeback to Keanu Hill. It was badly placed. It was to his outside shoulder or to his his whatever the back. It was towards the defender, um, and it got picked by Jacob Robinson. It was also late, but Jacob Robinson, he looked really, really good. Um, But still, Slovis wasn't on point on that one. Uh, Let's see... Oh, he had a bad pull on a couple of his own reads. 
He got sacked on another scramble. So I think he's still learning the offense. Yeah. And again, A-Rod is like, oh, we didn't show you anything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it looks like there's still some work to, to do there. And I think more than anything, like every spring scrimmage we've ever seen, granted we didn't have one last year, but every spring scrimmage we've ever seen BYU do, the offense literally runs like three bread and butter plays over and over again and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was actually my lot. My next note is that there were a lot of screens, mm-hmm. a lot of screen passes, a lot of little check down banana routes. Interesting. Uh, run pushes. game. Ropati started. Robbins wasn't playing. Ropati mm. started. He looks good. He looks a lot like Tyler Algier. Good. Like they were hitting full on with the running backs, and he was pushing the pile. He was running through guys. Uh, I'm very excited for him. I don't know if he'll play first string when Robbins gets back. Right, yeah. But he will definitely be in the rotation. There will be a rotation there. Sweet. Makes sense. Um, Jacob Robinson, we talked about him. He was eating up from his safety position. It looked like he was out of position, and then the quarterback would throw the ball. He's right on the guy. He's there. Yep. Excited for him. Um, Ice Moa, number 58. Murdered a guy. Yes. Absolutely destroyed Cade Fennigan. Uh he, he, like, clotheslined him with one hand yeah. and threw wow. him to the ground. I saw that video, Shoot. that's for sure. And it was on a stunt. A stunt. We a got stunt. a sack on a stunt. What? Work. <laughs> uh, our boy Dom Henry also played. Yo. He was, Cody Epps didn't play. He's still recovering from his uh, wrist injury from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom Henry kind of played in his place. He had one catch for three yards on a little banana route to the sideline. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Two other targets, both on skinny posts. One was just completely off target. It looked like a miscommunication almost. It was so bad. Okay. That was from Reslaff. And then on another one from Keaton Slovis, right as Dom made his break, like he was like in the middle of his break, and the ball was right like over his head. Yeah. And so he wasn't able to get his hands up. So I don't know if that was a miscommunication or Dom didn't look. It, like it just, it was one of those things that you think will be ironed out yeah. over the spring and summer, yeah. right? We love you, Dom Henry. But he's fast, and he's getting first-team rotations. Obviously, he's probably going to bump second string with Cody Epps gets back. But yeah. for a guy of his age, that's an awesome number one in our hearts. Still a good place to be. Yes. Uh, he's 86, by the way. So when you're looking for him, right. that's his number. 86. Yeah. Uh, Retzlaff. He's the other – he's yes. the Juco guy, a baller, right? I don't think I ever saw him throw with the normal arm angle. Beautiful. It was sidearm, underhand, oh, like shoot. weirdly over the shoulder, like very weird. He's okay. fast. He's shifty. He's definitely a threat running the ball, more so than Slovis, but he's definitely not as good throwing the ball as Slovis. So yeah. if we do have to go to our second string, which will probably be him or Cade Fennigan, like it'll definitely be a step down. Okay. Right. Um, but he will be allowed to throw the ball. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And <laughs> he is like, he's a baller. He's like when you have that freshman quarterback that's like a 74 overall on NCAA, but has really good speed, mm-hmm. but just can't really throw the ball at all. And you just like <laughs> scramble him out of the pocket and zip yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, crazy. That's kind of like him. Perfect. Like like 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions kind of guy. Gotta love it. That'll be fun. Jameis Winston right there, baby. Uh, he had the longest pass play of the ones and twos. Ooh. Hit Hobbs Nyberg. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. He was a good two and three player. This wasn't a punt? No. It was a nice skinny post, about 20 yards. Um, and then he also found him for a touchdown on a little rub route. Mm. So that's something to look out for. Um, Hobbs played pretty well. Um, he fought through a tackle for his touchdown. Like, the guy hit him in stride, fought through a tackle. Cade Finnegan looked pretty good, but, like, he's probably equal to Retzlaff in throwing ability, maybe a little bit better, but he's not as mobile, and so mm. I think Retzlaff will get the two. Um... Ryan Rikau looking thick, and that's not thick with two C's. That's with a C K. Oh, very oh. full. 
right. He definitely had some cookies and milk this offseason. Oh, boy. Um, Miles Davis also looking thick. Mm. Um, not so scrawny anymore. Like, he used to be the little skinny back, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's big. He, see, he was seeking out contact. Ooh, he's bulking. Yep. Um, D- Justin alluded to this earlier. Talon Alfrey. Mm. Number 25. So he was a freshman safety last year, and boy, did it show. Royal Strong, a true enemy, number <laughs> yes. one and a half. Most wanted. List. He is a sophomore now, and he played really well, actually. Uh, there was a little out, like, banana route to Miles Davis, and Talon Alfrey fought off a blocker with one arm and wrapped up, got his head in front, and brought down Davis for, like, a one-yard gain. Absolutely Ooh. awesome open field tackle. Good to see that. Impressive. Talmadge Gunther ran a little out route, and Talon Alfred came up from a safety position, absolutely blew the snot out of the guy. Like, Love it. Laid the wood. So, oh, yeah. uh, good for him. Another safety to watch, Crew Wakely. Uh, he, he's a depth player. He's a freshman. Massive hit from his safety. Absolutely destroyed some, like, third-team wide receiver. No. Um, <laughs> uh, more on the defensive end. Jonathan Singh, number 90. This guy, okay. he's a nose tackle. I, like, I remember hearing about him. Yeah. He's big and he's fast. Like he gets upfield fast for a big man, and he's the kind of guy that will win a one-on-one or eat up a double team, right? So I, I very excited for him. Um, Cody Epps should be 100% in a month. Sweet. Some guy named Dunn. He's the guy who hit the field goal. He had a 52-yarder. Whoa. There was no line pressure, so it wasn't like people were yeah. in his face. But first kick Not wasn't bad. didn't warm up at all really before the scrimmage and just came out and hit 52-yarder. Not bad. Sweet. Uh, Rex didn't play. He said his ankle will never be the same. Because oh. uh, we saw he was kind of on and off last year. Yeah. He had bone spurs, it, it appears, and he was trying to play through that, so that's not pretty. Mm. Yeah, so he said he'll never be the same, but he's going to try and get as mobile as he can. So that's not, like, good news, per se. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that kind of makes me uh, wonder about passing over the middle, if it really was Jaron. Yeah. Or if it was more of tight ends not being 100%. I got to say, Rex's injury will give opportunities to the other tight ends on our roster. Should, yeah. They'll probably be happy to get those, those that playing time, you know? Very yeah. true. Ethan Lunt and Ethan Erickson. Yes. Two guys to look out for there. Okay. Not not certain other guy who transferred. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just some more transfer shade. Very true. Um, it sucks. Uh, yes, very much so. And lastly, um, the third and scout team's offense absolutely torched the defense. Our mm. defensive depth is not mm. where it should be or needs to be. Um, and so I think we should expect a lot of incoming transfers uh, in this upcoming upcoming window, I would hope. Um, because that would be April 15th through April 30th. Yes. yes. We'll uh, and we need them. So that's something to look out for. Um one thing about that, we are in the Big 12. True. Yes. So do we really need defense? <laughs> Good question. Good point, Daniel. <laughs> Normally I would say no, but the past couple years have been a little more defensively heavy. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been like 65 to 58 like every game. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's been like a reasonable like 32 to 26. Yeah, so that's fair. I, do you need lots of defense? No, but you need a defense on the field. I will say, I was doing research this morning for a defensive graphic to one of sports station. Oh, BYU's defense actually would have been middle of the pack, like 5th, 6th, and 7th in the Big 12 last year. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. a pretty bad defense. So, something to look out for. 
Um, but to wrap things up with the third team and so scout bad. teams, uh, Nick Billups, the transfer from Utah. Yep. Oh, he's yeah. a monster. He had like a 25-yard touchdown run and absolutely ate a safety's breakfast. The guy came up, tried to form tackle him, broke down, you know, and Nick Billups just put his shoulder down and absolutely like bugged the guy. Like, you know when a bug flips over and it's all of its arms are in the air? Yeah. That's what he did to this guy. The guy was like three feet in the air with all four limbs sticking straight up. (laughs) And Nick Billups didn't even break stride, walked into the end zone. I love that. Ryder Burton is a baller, freshman out of, was it AF? Springville. Springville. Something like that. Some Ryder Utah guy. Is he a quarterback? Quarterback. He is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's a baller. He's definitely a freshman with his decision making, but he didn't care. He was like, I don't care. I'm going to throw two picks. I'm going to throw two touchdowns. School. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a baller. He's a like slinger. Um, he scored on a fourth and short from the goal line. Nice. And then Cole Hagan had a 12-yard touchdown scramble. Again, backup quarterbacks can run. So that's my exhaustive uh, spring football review. Obviously, that's all 100% accurate and what we can expect in the fall. Gotta love it. Very good stuff. I like, Go Cougs! I like that you're not reading too much into it. You're just, you know, providing the facts and that's all. Yep, so. staying, staying grounded. Yeah. The only what we thing do I here. can say... Feels like 1984. It does. It's, oh, what was that, uh, like, the flooding fact we were talking about? Oh, Back yes. in 1983, according to my wife Katie's... Uh, one of her professors, um, 1983, there was severe flooding due to a abnormally high snowpack. Yes. That was the year before 1984, the national championship. So don't expect a national championship this year. But after all the flooding that will inevitably occur due to the unusually high snowpack, mm-hmm. next year, natty time. We'll get them next year. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming 2024, home. baby. <laughs> all right. Should we wrap up? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's wrap well, let's up with one of our up. favorite segments of all time. Let's do it. <laughs> Got an elephant in the room. Elephant. Proper football. Let's, Proper. let's do it. Discuss the elephant in this room. <laughs> it's your real Salt Lake. Oh, boy. They're struggling. Mm, um, they real lost. Salt Lake or fake Salt Lake? Uh, let's go fake Salt Lake. Let's go fake after Salt Lake. they've lost four games in a row. Uh-huh. Their first game was good. You know they won on the road. After they did a comeback, but then their last two games they've lost four to zero both times. Oh, nice. Man. So <laughs> very, not ideal. Very problematic. Very um, problematic. Yeah, there's some serious questions about both the coaching and also the front office who determines what players we have. Mm. Neither of them. Pablo out. I think we actually yes. understand that now. Yes, That's we, Pablo out. We get it now. <laughs> He's the coach. Um, no, neither of those people are doing their jobs very well. Okay. So if they don't turn it around, I hope change comes very soon. Okay. That's all I have uh, to say. I have a question. When we yes. say front office, do we mean Ryan Smith? Or is this um, like the guys Ryan Smith hires to run the does team? Does Ryan Smith own the real he's, he's like a minority owner. A lot of people are mad at him because he's like... You know, he just brought the Royals back, and he's he's apparently trying to get a hockey team in Utah as well. Yeah. So people are like, yes. hey, why don't you focus on the teams you already have? But, you know, he is a minority owner, and he doesn't okay. really make very many of the decisions. So uh, we were talking more about the employees of the club, like the, gotcha. the general manager and you know people like that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The director of football operations. Yes, one of the, those types of people. The Leslie. 
the list. Exactly. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that that's real Salt Lake for you. Um, I will say, this week's game is at home in Sandy yes. at the Riot. Uh, right? It's it Real is Sinti. we we are um, not we are not calling it by its other name, correct? Yeah, I mean they still call it the Riot. Okay, I think that'll probably stick for a while. Good, good, good. Anyway, uh, you can watch it free on Apple TV if you don't want to go, but yeah. you should go because it'll be nice weather. We are playing Charlotte, who is second from the bottom in the East, so it is a winnable yeah. game. Exactly, this should Charlotte be gettable. Are not particularly good. We should expect to win easily. And that would be a good turnaround. Great turnaround. Fake right. Salt Lake. Yep, Fake Salt Lake. That's, 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 that's all you need to know. Until uh, until we decide otherwise. Right. They are fake Salt Lake. All right. Good. Let's talk the National Women's Soccer League. Oh. Yes. Much much better news, I would say. Yes. Where we have some ex-BYU greats put in some work, such as Ashley Hatch. Yes. She had herself a game. I'm putting it into context. We've mentioned this earlier, but she needs to have a good year in order to secure a World Cup roster spot. Yes. World Cup is in this summer. I forget which months. Maybe June? I think it's a little later in August. August, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she, she needs to play well. She was really good two years ago. Last year was not quite as good, but you know, still decent. Mm-hmm. But she needs to bounce back and really make that her spot. And she did by having two goals in this last game. So, good performance by Ashley Hatch. Great job. May we just please say that they played Racing Louisville FC. Yes, Once again, did. I would like to publicly declare that Racing Louisville FC is a terrible name for a franchise. Racing Louisville, yeah. Who mm-hmm. are they racing? Although they do have the, the horse track there, I think. Well, that would explain Maybe things. That's where that comes from. That would explain things. Still yeah. a terrible name, regardless. Yes. Yep. Very odd soccer style name. Um, other names, Michelle Vasconcelos mm-hmm. for the Portland Thorns, Cam Tucker for the Houston Dash, and Michaela Clough for the Orlando Pride. All played. Yes. Uh, no shots or shots on goal, but they all recorded fouls. There you go. Okay. That's good, but no yellow cards, which nope. is disappointing. No cards. Dang it. Yellow cards means that you're not playing right if you're not getting yellows. That's very true. You're not <laughs> playing hard enough. Uh, Cam Tucker especially, I think she's on a new team this year. She started off last year on Gotham. <laughs> Didn't play very much towards the end of the year. So now she's on a new team as has been playing every game. Mm. So it's, it's a good situation for her. She's on Houston. The Houston. And then also 17-year-old Olivia Moultrie. There's just like a formerly known as Mormon message about her. Oh. She's, she's the really young member Plays for the Thorns, and yeah, she also plays regularly as well. Ooh, we'd like to see that. Keep we'd an like eye to see on that. that. Um, speaking of women's football, right? Uh, we ha- we have to embrace the bait now, okay? Because as we have said, it is World Cup time. Yes. And ahead of each World Cup, they drop the World Cup kits, right? Uniforms for you uncivilized folk. Mm. Uh, yes. What do we think of the new USWNT kits? They have kind of like the Oregon speckled paint as the, is it the home? I think it's the home, right? Yeah, and the white And then the blue striated with the red is the away uh, kit. Uh, we hope the listeners are looking up with us because we cannot describe them accurately enough for you okay. on the audio waves. But what do we think? I think, I think they're kind of cool. Yeah, I think they're better than the current ones for yes. sure. Yes, yes. Um... The I like the white one more than the blue one. Like, I I kind of think 
the white paint spec. It's it's not amazing, I'll say, but it's like kind of cool, kind of nice. Yeah, it's unique. I don't hate it. I was gonna disagree. I was gonna say like the blue one's better. You like the blue one? I'm oh, just, in general, I'm not a fan of paint spec uniforms. They okay. just kind of they, they kind of feel lazy to me. Okay. Not yeah. no real design to them whatsoever. It's just like you threw some ink at a jersey. Okay. I do like the blue jersey, apart from like the red collar thing they got going on. I don't know. It makes it look like a polo, which that's, is yeah. Know, it's like weird. Nike's thing. I feel like a lot of jerseys have those. Yeah, yeah, I just don't really like them. But the socks she's wearing, I think those are pretty sick. Yeah, the socks those are cool. Are kind of overlooked. Cool socks. They they have like this lightning pattern sort of. Yeah, kind of like a tiger striping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so overall review. Neutral, negative, positive. Mm, I'm still not very impressed. I think we could do much better. I'll say that. I think that's pretty and safe bet. What one point I saw on Twitter? A lot of countries have like a specific brand every year. Like the Brazil, they'll have the yellow shirt and the blue shorts. Yep. Um, the U.S. their jerseys. It seems like they just change every cycle, and sometimes yeah. they're blue, sometimes they're red, sometimes they're white. You know, sometimes they're where's Waldo. Sometimes they're <laughs> like a popsicle, <laughs> one of those. So I would like us to get more of an identity with our jerseys. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're decent. Yeah, I'll say that they're acceptable. Yes, acceptable. That's, acceptable. That's, probably fair. that's I think that's the best word to put it. They're acceptable. Okay. Uh, should we should we talk about the other kits that dropped? Yeah. The ones we like and don't like. And some highlights, maybe. Yeah, um, there are some cool ones. I'm not gonna lie. There, yeah. there's some pretty cool ones out there. Um, Brazil has a pretty cool away one, as we mentioned. It's usually like the the blue, like they have their yellow and blue home kit, and their away kit is like all blue sometimes. Yeah, and they have these cool like jungle fern pattern on the yeah, shoulders. They have, mm. they have a fern. Sometimes they have like a leopard pattern. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. Is this New Zealand over here with the kind of teal color right here? Yeah, the, the feather. I think that's New Zealand. Uh, I've never seen a New Zealand team wear teal before, but it's, kinda, yeah. it's a nice color. That's that's definitely an interesting choice to go with the teal. It's a nice color. It, it is a nice color. Uh, Dan, uh, what about your, your hometown? So, this brings up probably a debate. Okay. The Adidas has also put out their jerseys. And I think they're, personally, I think they're about five times better. They are, they're more innovative, so they're probably more polarizing. Some people love them like me. Other people might hate them, completely the opposite of me. Remember, this is soccer, so Adidas is allowed to be good at this. Yes. (laughs) True. Um, Japan is a great example. Their jersey is pink and purple, designed to be like the sunset behind Mount Fuji. Ooh. Which you can kind of see in the corner of the picture that we're looking at. Yeah, um, it's honestly, I think the colors are great. It's just solid. I mean, it's just very pleasing on the eyes. Spain also has a cool one. Ooh. They're in the top right with the the blue, light blue with like these purple and blue leaves going over the edges. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I don't know. I just think Adidas did a better job this time and made Nike look kind of lazy. I think I might agree with you. I'm usually not a huge Adidas fan. I know. Like, I don't like the three-stripe. But it's hard to argue with some of these, man. Yeah. The Italy away jerseys, they're kind of silly, but I love them. Yeah, that's like the granite countertop. It's like a marble. It's like white marble with blue, like, impurities. It looks really cool. Yeah. 
It's definitely different. Yes. Which I appreciate. Adidas sucks at everything except for soccer, so. Yeah. <laughs> they can be good at this. I'll, I'll allow it. There you it. go. All right. Yes. It's the council will allow it. Uh, also, Germany has some pretty sick away jerseys. Yeah. The, the like, I don't even know yeah. what to explain. It's like it's, night vision. It's like a deep forest. Look. Yeah. That, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, all right. Um, do we have anything left to talk about? Is there anything we didn't talk about? Dan made brief mention of it. How pumped are you guys for the NHL in Salt Lake City? If it actually happens, that'll be sick. Yeah. That'll be great for Utah and very fun, honestly. Very fun. I'm freaking excited for that. If, if you guys aren't in the hockey yet, if you just haven't given hockey a chance, or you watched it once and said, ah, the puck was hard to follow, <laughs> give it another chance. You will get better at following the puck. After a while, your eyes will grow accustomed to it. Hockey is a beautiful sport. So much fun to watch. So much passion, so much going on all the time. Yeah. There's big hits happening. There's the, the way these guys like maneuver their hockey sticks and maneuver the puck around. It's literally a rubber puck <laughs> on ice. They're skating at full speed and they're maneuvering it so beautiful. It is ridiculous. Hockey is an incredible sport. Get into it now. Also, fights are basically legal. Yeah. Yeah. So who doesn't like that? There's a sin bin. Yeah. I love any sport that has that. You can literally <laughs> fight, and the only penalty is like, okay, you guys both can't just like can't play for two minutes. <laughs> just sit out for a bit. <laughs> like that's it. Like there's no disadvantage to either team. It's like, all right, just one less player for each team. Yep. And then you get like these bloody guys missing three teeth sitting in the sin bin, and you got the GoPro that's like stuck on the bench, looking straight up their <laughs> nose. Uh-huh. It's that's awesome. Beautiful. I love the fact that they're like all on top of each other, punching each other too. And at the end of it, they just like shake hands. They're like, yeah, good fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, good job. Uh, one of the most underrated video games of all time, NHL Hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHL like on the, hits. I used to play on the GameCube with my cousins. All-time game. Any NHL mm. video game. One of the funnest games I've ever played. Absolutely beautiful. Um, let, let's talk about Ted Lasso now to wrap things up, shall all right, we? All right, yeah. The latest episode of Ted Lasso. Mm. Spoilers, so skip ahead two minutes. Mm-hmm. They got Zava. They got Zava. Zava. Okay. They got Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Everyone, go watch the Zlatan ESPN commercials, I think it was. There's some really funny commercials with Zlatan <laughs> that are from like five, ten years ago when he was in his prime. Is it the This Is Sports Center ones? Or is it. No, it's like animated ones. It's Oh, I need to watch these. They're, they're pretty funny. We'll find these. We'll That's my these. first exposure to Zlatan. <laughs> uh, anyway. This episode, the whole time, I just felt so uncomfortable. I felt like I was watching BYU start beating teams by 20 every every game. And you're like, okay, this is all going to fall apart yeah. at any moment. And you get like these little hints, like Ted is super unhappy. There's like the whole, uh, like, what's his name? Trent, uh, Krim. Krim, the independent. Yes. Trent Krim, he's just kind of like lurking there. I feel like something's going to happen with him. You had Rebecca's yeah. story arc with the green matchbook and the psychic. Oh, and then true. you had Jamie and Roy. Like, it just, there's so much tension, and yet there's just like glossing over it because yeah. Zlatan is awesome and scoring all these goals. It's, it's, Trent Krim does find Colin in a compromising situation at the end. True, after Colin true. introduced his, his boyfriend as his wingman, uh-huh. so he's like, obviously, mm. isn't out yet. Will he Definitely try not. to use that in his book? Oh, That's yet to be seen. That'll be important for his character. Is Jamie being serious about getting better than Zava? Does he accomplish this feat? 
Will Ted Lasso have another panic attack on the sidelines? Because he got close to it, dude. Yep. Before the Zava goal, bro. I feel so bad for Ted, dog. That yeah, whole, no, that... when he calls his family and you just feel, you can see it in his whole demeanor. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh man. That's gotta be an absolute dagger when the marriage therapist that was supposed to be helping you out ends up being the person that is now dating your ex-wife. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Literally. Gotta be be a rough one. Yeah. Oh, man. And then his therapist is just like, oh, no, we're out of time. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Ted. Like, bro. Like, borderline unethical. Yeah, right? All right, gotta go. Bye. See ya. You're just, you know, like, semi-suicidal. That's all. Bye. Wow. Yeah. I feel like like it's leading towards Ted, like, having a breakdown and kind of snapping a little bit. Mm, And, like... I could see that. Like, I feel like he's gonna break his little character that he has, right? Yeah. He drives Zava away. Right, or does he, like, cut Zava because Mm. he's rubbing him the wrong way? Zava... Like, the whole part where Zava's, like, introducing himself to the team and he's standing right in front of Ted. Yeah, that's funny. I I don't know. There's just so much tension, and yet it's like, no, everything's great because you're winning. Yeah. I don't know. You know something's coming. Yeah. It just, I was very uncomfortable the whole time. I didn't like the episode. I liked it, but I didn't like it because it's setting up something bad. I thought yeah. the Zava worship, I thought it was hilarious. Like, Jamie does that incredible, like, lob kick over the goalie, <laughs> and Zava just, like, toe punches it in, like, one <laughs> oh, inch yeah. away from the goal line. Yeah. That just was like, there's Zava again. What, Owen? <laughs> what instincts, one of them? That was classic. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that episode was very uneasy. Yeah, I'll very uneasy. It's, I, but it makes me excited to know what's going to happen or what's going to unravel everything. Yes. The rising action is indeed rising. Yes. Also, uh, last time, or maybe two times ago, we said there was a sewer in one of the episodes. Yes. Mm. Was... I hope you listeners caught that. I hope you were paying attention enough to notice the sewer. Yes. <laughs> It was hard to notice. It was hard, hard to hard see. to miss. Yeah, it's an exclusive nugget. Yep. So, exclusive. Yeah. We actually talked to the producer. We <laughs> talked to Jason Sudeikis himself, and he let us know. He said, "Look out for the sewer." Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. All right. Little known fact. It's like a Easter egg. True. Very ha- true. Happy Easter. Speaking of Easter, Happy Easter, Easter everyone. Yeah. Wow. That was That's a good it. segue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> into the end of the episode. Yes. Into next episode, which is. The day after Easter. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super glad that you joined us. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. Five stars, four stars, whatever you want. Make sure you leave it. Be honest with us. We love to know how we can improve the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal to Royal Pod, where you'll find a lot of fun and interactive content. Now that basketball season is over, we can focus on all kinds of random, crazy off-season gimmicks. Whatever you want us to talk about, send it our way, and we will do it. We need to bring back mailbag. Mailbag. That's true. We'll do, We're like, we'll do a mailbag. 85% are from Kevin. Yeah. 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 Mailbag, and then like random competitions again. Yeah. Competition videos. Should be a lot of fun. But it is football season, so you know we're going to be talking lots of football. Football season. You know it. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye, nerds.